0: Not long ago, there were only three television channels, and the cheaply made family man comedy was king. Turning the dial would only give you another glimpse into a suburban nuclear family with a breadwinner husband, a stay-at-home wife, and the occasional talking horse. That is until 1964, when one show dared to take a glimpse into the lives of terrible monsters that lived next door. The Monsters premiered that September, and, well, America is yet to recover. The Monster Hunter shuns the millions of hours of original shows that are available at the press of a button to take a look back at a 60-year-old comedy about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. He he
1: reaches down, he just grabs her by the butt and lifts her up.
0: Yep. Yeah. Instead of opening the window, he punches through the window. <laughs> Which, I mean, this is your damn window, man. By the way,
1: hey, he's trying to catch uh, the raven out of the the
0: clock. Oh, is that what he's doing to feed the cat? Yeah. I was very disinterested, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) The Monster Hunters, available every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hello, greetings, and good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, Wasn't It? Each week, I'll be joined by my friends, both old and new, to reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of Saturday morning cartoons. We'll be revisiting shows from the '70s, '80s, and early '90s. Some are classics; some are classical air quotes. But all will have us pondering the same philosophical conundrum: that was great, wasn't it? Season one, we're breaking down Pro Stars. Pro Stars is part of NBC's 1991 Saturday morning lineup and featured real and fictionalized versions of three all-time greats. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky doing their best to stop bad guys, inspire the youth, and protect the environment? Hmm, okay. Joining me this week is my friend Harlan McKenzie. Harlan plays Todd the Tiefling on Give Me the Loot, a DD and d 5th edition actual play podcast with comedic and satirical overtones featuring a diverse cast whose experience levels range from first-time players to first-edition veterans. He's also been a repeat, many-time repeat, I should say, guest on my other podcast, the Pop-Up Filmcast. And most importantly, he is a diehard New York Knicks fan. So, talking about a show featuring Michael Jordan should be a real treat for both him and me. There's a link to the episode in the show notes, so you can play along at home. That being said, let's get things started, shall we? Hey, Harlan, how you doing, man? Thanks uh, for joining the show. <laughs> Welcome
2: aboard. Hey, thank you for having me. How you doing? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, y- you look out. You're not the episode one guinea pig for this, but uh, I mean, you're not too far off. Uh, I want to make sure that I pick some, uh, some sports guys uh, and guys who appreciate uh, the old school cartoons.
2: Oh, I, uh, that and... d- that definitely fits my wheelhouse.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, love... you're almost a poster child for it.
2: <laughs> oh, oh I, I see. I see what you did there. See, yeah. I see, you, I see what you did there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so pro stars, as we've said before, it, Came out in nineteen ninety one on uh, on NBC. Um, I'm I'm a little bit older. I apparently football practice took precedence to Saturday morning cartoons at that time. Uh, do you have any recollection of this show at
2: all? Oh, oh yeah, I, I was uh, nine years old at this time, and I remember around that time, I think NBC used to do like previews of their fall cartoon lineup in the summertime. Mm -hmm. They used to be like, Oh, coming in fall, this is the shows that's going to be on our Saturday morning lineup. And I remember seeing pro stars thinking, Oh, this is about to be my jam. Right? (laughs) So I remember pro stars. I remember the show pro stars. And I remember the people of pro stars, but after watching this episode, I remember nothing about pro stars.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You are, uh, uh, you and I have probably have the same overall uh, remembrance of Pro Stars. Uh, I reached out to another friend of mine who is a huge Jordan fan stuff, and I was like, "Hey, do you remember Pro Stars?" And he's like, "Surprisingly, no, I don't." Uh, he, but, but like he knows of it. So anybody that grew up in like that Chicago suburb area, Chicagoland and Chicago suburb area, I, Michael Jordan's involved in the cartoon. Yeah, oh yeah, we watched that. We know exactly what that's about um i don't have any recollections i'm watching these but it also could be because maybe i buried this deep deep down uh someplace uh in the dungeons of my mind palace and i <laughs> want nothing to do with it uh so all right so yeah so i was a little bit older than you at that point what are some of the other uh saturday morning cartoons that are standouts for you that that you would have remembered more from this time Oh, man I, or just uh, for
2: from your childhood at all do you have anything specific you really loved I'm gonna tell you something I believe there was a I think it was problem child cartoon that came on right <laughs> along with this, around wow, this yeah uh really because I remember the, that lineup but it was not a good one um but Saturday mo- Saturday mornings was X-Men cartoon on Fox it was wrestling it was the spider-Man cartoon also on Fox Saturday morning early on was Fox. But then somewhere around, I don't remember. ABC started taking over. They had a Sonic the Hedgehog with Urkel's voice. That was good. Um, what are the Saturday morning cartoons? Because, like, cartoons for me, there was early morning cartoons before school I used to watch a lot of. And there was some weird ones in that one. Then there was late afternoon coming from school cartoon, your Darkwing Ducks, your Tailspins, your Chippendale Rescue Rangers, your DuckTales. There was that. And then if you went to Fox, you had your Tiny Toon Adventures, and you also had your Animaniacs. Mm. So those are – I watched a lot of cartoons growing up. Saturday morning cartoons – and they were okay, but I if it, it was probably going to be X Men and and um the Amazing Spider Man on um or Spider Man on Fox, and then followed by wrestling.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's pretty much how I remember a, a lot of the stuff, especially right up until I had to actually start going to school on Saturday for film sessions, mm. and and a light workout afterwards. Uh, re- really ruined the vibe at that point in time. Oh, yeah. Uh but I mean I look I've watched so many different things and in reviewing shows uh for this podcast is a lot of memories flooding back of all all different types of shows. Uh all right, good. So I, I got a sports guy, I got a cartoon guy. Uh I mean you're you're a Nick's super fan. So everyone's flawed a little bit. That's great. You know, two out of three, ain't bad right there. And uh two out of three, I mean <laughs> a lot of three of these uh, athletes really kind of participate in the show uh <laughs> Bo and wayne michael jordan not really uh showing up as much uh himself uh but he is uh he is played by dorian Harewood in this uh in this series and i don't know it did you like did you know offhand who dorian Harewood was
2: the funny thing is, when I see his face, I go, yes, I know that actor. But if you was to ask me off the top of my head what I know him from, I could not give you one of his movies. Yeah, but I, so. But he's, his face is very familiar to me.
1: But as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's he, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Because <sighs> yeah. um, he's the guy who talks about the having an Alabama trouser snake. <laughs> Uh, interesting enough in 1996 he is actually voices one of the Monstars in space jam
2: Ooh.
1: um but I think what he's what he I think what he, well actually he's on 911 on TV right currently. now as well <laughs> yes currently, currently. Yes. um he's also on criminal minds uh in recent uh a recent season as well but i I think one of the main he does a lot of video game voices
2: yes I saw that
1: uh, Doc Brownwell on the spectacular Spider-Man series from the 2000s. Uh, Martian Manhunter on the Batman TV show that ran from 07 through 08. Mm-hmm. Biker Mice from Mars. He voices stuff there.
2: Uh, Classic cartoon again.
1: The Grim Adventures <laughs> of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, so he's going through and he's doing a lot of uh, cartoons. But I think I mean, and I don't. Oh, Meg Megus XLR. He's uh, he's on that. That's actually a fun show. I might have to watch that. Uh, where is it? Where, oh, he plays Jesse Owens in a yep. uh, what was a I-O-P. two, two nights, four hour uh, episode uh, that was out there. And I think that's probably the thing that sticks out. The I, I would assume that he kind of hangs his head on uh, as far as what he's worked on um, and things like that. But like, I mean, all of us would know him from uh, so many cartoons.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mentioned how good the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon was. He did multiple voices in the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon.
1: Know, he was a uh, official guy on Darkwing Duck.
2: Classic stuff.
1: He's on um, The Trials of Rosie O'Neill, which I'm not sure if that was a cartoon or not. He was on the Batman animated series for a while. He's on Goof Troop. I mean, th- this is like an endless list of things that he has been involved in just as a voice here and there. Oh, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. He's on a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in sudden death with Jean-Claude Van Damme so I, this guy I mean it, I could probably have just done a cartoon show just based on uh, on his voices alone uh, okay. but he he got lucky that he got to uh, represent Michael Jordan and really kind of represent uh, him while MJ wasn't even representing himself Mike, did, in, Mike, in this show if yeah. you
2: ask Mike he probably does not remember pro stars he- <laughs> no i don't think he knows
1: what that is either so um and like i said you, you and i now have discussed I discussed it with tof last week we know the show everyone knows the show but nobody knows anything about this show
0: <laughs> and
1: we are going to be jumping into uh episode two of pro stars short john's revenge uh but before that harlan uh, i do have some bills to pay so i got some commercials okay harlan quick question uh when you were a kid Did you ever build a pillow fort?
2: The pillow forts was not my jam.
1: No, no. Did your kids build them?
2: They do build them all the time.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, they're going to love this. Uh, Your bank account might not, but they will. Uh, Our friends over at Slumber Party Mattresses, they're pushing the pillow fort concept to the next level by introducing the Slumber Party Pillow Dungeon. Now, every kid, young and old, can enjoy reenacting a medieval dungeon vibe in the most comfortable way possible. Believe me, Harlan, you will never be put on a more uh, comfortable torture rack. Oh, uh, you can get locked away in a stockade. So relaxing, you could fall asleep standing up. <laughs> uh, Harlan, how much I, I know you're like into like, you know, you like to do the forging stuff and all. Uh, how much are your kids? Uh, how much would they love to have a guillotine?
2: Oh, a pillow guillotine or, or actual guillotine? Because well, they're not too big into guillotines oh. like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, the slumber party mattresses, they provide a perfect replica of a classic guillotine only with the sharp blade replaced by a nice slice of memory foam. It Ooh. will hit your neck so nice you will wish your head could actually fall off into the head basket made of a very similar material. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they'll send me some promotional material to test out here at the house with my boys. Uh, but everyone else, you can uh, go to their website and then order today. Uh, or go to any one of the retail stores, mention that was great, wasn't it? And I'm sure they'll give you a discount of some sort. Uh, the torture rack, stockade, and the guillotine sets are sold separately, though, mm. just to, just to let you know. But uh, but that's it. Slumber Party Matches. Glad to have them on board as one great. of our, our initial sponsors. So let's get into Short John's Revenge. Uh, and actually, you know what? Before we do, I, I just want to put a, a quick asterisk and some housekeeping on yesterday's episode, or not yesterday, last, I recorded yesterday, but last week's episode with Toph, the title of the episode that we watched was called The Slugger's Return. And what? the, the <laughs> slugger got kidnapped and was just in, like, another room of the, bu- of the building. So he didn't really return. He And he shows up very briefly in the episode overall. Uh, very odd episode. But it does involve uh, our, our heroes here doing something with sports. So it was sports relay. They had to save uh, uh, the commissioner of baseball at mm. a sports museum. But Seelik? <clears throat> no, we figured out it was probably Faye Vincent at that point. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so in Short John's Revenge, though, uh, the boys just they kind of go off the the deep end, so to speak. Uh, with the, as, This is not a like sp- you would think that with pro stars, like every one of these would be some sort of a sports themed like villainy and stuff. Not not the case here. The episode opens up the same. Uh, Bo and Wayne introducing the episode. Uh, A quick question. MJ is MIA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we get a shot of Mom's gym, and the guys come stepping out of the lockers. And again, they're in front of this giant computer screen where uh, today, uh, Jamma, although I also think at one time in the episode they call him Jabba and Jammer, uh, at different times. But uh, Jamma appears. He needs help because a giant octopus has come ashore and took all the people in his village except for him. Yes. He lives on Cantori Island, which Bo then determines via using longitude and latitude in and the computer. This is the Devil's Triangle, aka the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, then we get to cut to Mom and Denise, and they're ready to hand out this week's gadgets, which as far as I'm concerned is kind of overall pointless cuz as you go through the episode and you find this in all these episodes they're using gadgets that they have never mentioned to you <laughs> a, as they go in yeah. um,
2: or or if they need it, or if they just randomly need new gadgets they could just phone her and they instantly come
1: yeah yeah so like i mean if you're watching James Bond and they, every James Bond has where q sits down walks him through the gadgets and you know at some point in time he is going to use that gadget in some very exact way that he's been told how to use it. It's going to come up where he has to use it, not not all the time here when they're dealing with uh, the pro stars. <laughs> uh, also, first of all, she gives him scuba masks that you can breathe and communicate with. I didn't find it yes. to be very groundbreaking.
2: Well, this um, is 1991.
1: Yeah, so I guess at the time it was uh, it's not groundbreaking enough uh, to never want to leave the water again, as she <laughs> claims. Uh, which I like Wayne Wayne replies. He only, uh, when it comes to water, he only likes the frozen kind, the frozen kind. Yes. Called ice. He makes sure to put that in
2: there called ice. Couldn't have just called it
1: ice or just, yeah,
2: he was going for the one liner and it was Mm -hmm. the drum. The drum should have came after it.
1: Yeah. Uh, They look over. Denise has got some duffel bags filled with other stuff. They're like, what's in there? All the usual, a laser toothpick, anti-octopus device, Whitney Houston and motorized flippers. Which they're like, what Whitney Houston? <laughs> like, why is she in a duffel bag? And she's like, I oh, just kidding. See if you're paying attention. Uh, mom describes how the motorized slippers work. They never look at how the laser toothpick or anti octopus device uh, works. And I don't think we ever actually see those. No, it's kind of well, weird. Yeah,
2: well, uh, this, it's, it's, it's you just have to have it just in case.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the giant octopus came ashore. They may need an anti octopus device. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of thought we were gonna see that there. So while this is going on, suddenly the like there's a random TV on and it's showing the news. Uh there's a gentleman, uh we we'll, we find out later, his name is Sparrow Lamprey. And he is talking about an auction uh for Captain Short John's treasure on Cantori Island, where they have to go. Denise wants to go along and <laughs> they tell her no, and mom even chimes in and says if you want to have an exotic island experience. Watch Gilligan's Island. Like, I, isn't Gilligan's Island off the air by like thirty years at this point? I, it's, no,
2: no, it, 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 it was. It's is Gilligan's Island ever off the air? Because I remember watching <laughs> it when I was younger, and it was probably thirty years old when I was younger. Yeah. So it,
1: it seems like a weird reference uh, if you're going for the youth of the day, though.
2: Now we you we would have got it. We would have got. I it mean. That, uh,
1: I mean, people you want to throw like
2: Gilligan's. You can't throw a Gilligan's Island reference now, but yeah. 1991. It was, I think it was fair game still.
1: I mean, if people people want to talk about like shows that are like 31 years old, I mean, that seems like a ridiculous concept to do.
2: Does it? I'm pretty sure there'll be a Seinfeld <laughs> reference someplace, and that show is almost 20 years old now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, 91, 2022. Yeah. I'm just doing basic so, man. I don't think anybody would ever do this.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. so I think it's okay to still drop a Seinfeld <laughs> reference now and people will get it. Just like I think back then, a 70 year reference, that was only 20 years, 71. Yeah, you you still can get away with it.
1: Yeah. Uh nowadays kids would probably Gilligan's Island. What the hell's that?
2: Oh yeah, no, no, no yeah. that's too late.
1: <laughs> um, uh so next we jump Pro Stars, they've taken off in Pro Star One again. Uh, it's been fixed since the last episode, I guess. When they land they're greeted by the guy they saw on the tv uh, like i said his name is sparrow lamprey uh he seems to be expecting them and he says hello and then welcome masters of the motor skills which i thought was just like the craziest thing to say to somebody like oh welcome gentlemen welcome like superstars when it comes to- welcome pro stars it's welcome masters of the motor
2: skills when it comes to moving their body they're the best <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah yes apparently they are i guess even though their bodies are all very weird in the show uh or at least bows just next, bows. i was gonna yeah. say
2: just bows
1: yeah we'll touch on that uh, a little bit further into the episode uh so next up captain short john walks over he has introduced him introduced himself he seems to be like a modern day pirate of some sort he's wearing a Golf shirt and khakis and a hat and it's still like a pirate hat, but he's got that. Both pirate have the logo. skull and
2: crossbones. Yep, both have yep. the skull and crossbones to let you know he's a pirate.
1: It's like if my dad was a pirate or something like that. I think that's like, or you know, <laughs> like he was his pirate about, golf shirt. Exactly. Yeah, he was, he's going to hang out for a bit. And he's going to go do eighteen in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, he welcomes them. He claims to have taped all their games, and they turns some whispers to sparrow. I wouldn't waste masking tape on these ankle turners. <laughs> which is just I mean, <laughs> that's, I, it's kind of like a, a fun like line to call somebody an ankle turner, but also like <laughs> masking tape. He's taped all their games. I wouldn't make masking tape. for as, First of all, two different types of tape guy. Like, let's just <laughs> let, let's understand. Uh, but apparently he's not too impressed with these guys. What he uh, is impressed with is this treasure that he uh, apparently found and he's getting ready to auction. It's highlighted by the triple tiara. He takes it over. He goes over, picks it up, takes it over, and shows MJ. Has Sparrow lift him up because he's a shorter guy, Short John. Mm -hmm. And he puts it on Michael's head. It slips down. And then Short John wonders why they call him Hair Jordan when he's as bald as a cue ball. It's just, yeah. Yeah,
2: the The writing on this show is by far, like, some of the worst I've ever seen for a cartoon, and we're talking a cartoon, ain't for kids. This show is bad. <laughs> Dude,
1: and it, well, so like, and this was originally uh, ESPN was originally supposed to be where this was going to land. Mm. Uh, might, I'm, sh- I'm sure there was some have... sh- some shoe money behind this, some ESPN money. Uh, hey, we got these big superstars, so there was probably a very nice amount of money paid for the writers too.
2: No, we, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what happened. They went cheap on the writers and had to give Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky <laughs> a lot of money. So they got the kids, the kid, the, the, uh, some writers kids who they can get for SAG minimal. And <laughs> that's who they got to write yeah. this show. Cause the budget yeah. was all on, uh, on, on Jordan, who apparently <laughs> can't even grace us with <clears throat> his presence. <laughs>
1: Yeah, at least not not so far. I mean, hopefully, maybe he will eventually. Uh, he invites them to come to the pirate ball later on. Wayne wants to know if there'll be food. Now, this is uh, obviously an ongoing bit throughout this is that Wayne is always hungry. And then Short John confirms it. But as the pro stars are walking away, he whispers to him that like, TV dinner is on a stick. On a
2: stick is what he said yes those were the words he said a tv dinner on a stick this is bad
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah i i this he's the weirdest villain he's always whispering to his uh his little henchman guy there uh he quickly also then you know as the pro stars have left to go look at the rest of the village uh he kind of reveals his plot him and uh uh, Sparrow are talking, and it's revealed that he stole the treasure from the village, and he's going to sell it to make uh, some money. The Pro Thank Stars, you. though, they jump over to the village on Pro Star one They hop out. Wayne sees some tracks. He quickly takes a look at them, and based on his Canadian upbringing, knows they're not raccoon prints. Oh, um, oh we're God. on a tropical oh, island, man. Wayne. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're not going to be there anyway. Uh, they start to check out some cabins. Everything seems deserted, but then they open up one. It's booby-trapped. Uh, with bow and arrow, but the arrow has a plunger at the end of it. Bo Foreshadowing. Catches it.
2: Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Bo catches it right before it hits Wayne, and then Wayne in, says he owes Bo lunch. Uh, yes. They look around. They hear somebody call for them. It's Jamma. They find him. He's in a tree. He calls out to the guys. They walk over there, but the branch breaks, and they all sprint in unison to catch him.
2: Mm-hmm. The and branch Jordan that he...
1: says, uh, Jordan says, you know, we like to help Children, but you don't have to make us prove it, which I thought was also weird. Like, the branch the and catching him
2: that kid had been sitting in that branch for who knows how long, waiting for someone to come. The minute yeah. they came over the branch gives way. Come on, cartoons, mm-hmm. this is yeah. bad.
1: So, he uh, he breaks down exactly what's going on, explains to the pro stars that short John stole the treasure which they were going to sp- sell to pay for a new school. The Pro Stars have some very, very angry scowls, and Wayne calls uh, Short John a uh, a greedy termite. MJ says they'll get to the bottom of it, and Wayne says even if it means getting wet, because he's already explained that he doesn't really want to go in the water very much. Nope. <clears throat> Cut to the beach. The Pro Stars are in their scuba gear; they're getting ready to dive. Jamma wants to come in. They say it's too dangerous. Wayne jokingly says that you know he could take his place. MJ and Bo were not cool with that. Uh, They tell Jamma to promise to stay on the shore and he says yes, but as they take off, you can see his fingers are crossed.
2: It works every time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Now they're underwater. They come up on this shipwreck and, uh, folks, last week we started counting these things um, and I only really counted like one official time, but uh, our bow nose meter is going to go off a lot this episode. Oh,
2: no. The bow nose. No. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh,
1: the bow nose, bow nose, uh, meter is what we're calling this one. And he says, Bo knows sailing ships, and that is an old ship.
2: Mm. Well,
1: pretty much anybody, Bo, could see that and <laughs> know that it's an old ship. Hmm. Uh, but they do notice there are some cameras for surveillance, which then Wayne pulls out a mini puck, presses a button on his little wristband, a mini hockey stick comes out. He hits it because apparently he can't just throw things, right? He has to hit with a puck. Mm-hmm. And it starts to spew out this dark smoke or ooze. Now, Mom did not go over any of this when she was breaking down the details of their gadgets for this week.
2: Nope. Yeah. Yeah, That that was a Uh, secret gadget. Yeah.
1: Now, the description of the show overall says that these guys are uh, stopping bad guys, helping children, and saving the environment. And this is one of those times where they're kind of doing that because MJ yells at him because he's polluting. And Wayne reveals that it's Mom's non-toxic retractable shadow maker
2: retractable smoke retractable smoke guys yeah so he
1: apparently he could like just you know hit a button and this is all going to come back when he needs to uh so they use this so they can't be seen by the camera they get to the boat undetected they find a lot of treasure wayne mentions opening a restaurant they see a few extra footprints and that's when jamma appears he did not stay uh, up there and i you know what i admire the kid for this because he goes hey it's my village and my people i'm gonna do what i can to help I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And they're like, all right, stay with us, but you know, watch out for trouble. They immediately have to duck because some people are coming. And it looks yeah. like the sharks and an octopus and villagers and handcuffs, uh, you know, that are all underwater.
2: Wait, 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 wait. You forgot to mention that they had to give him a new mask because that's oh, the yeah, way yeah, They, they had could, a... you can talk to yeah. them. You mm-hmm. can't talk to them without their mask.
1: Yeah, they had a fourth uh, one of these little uh, super masks uh, there so that they can <laughs> breathe and talk to him uh, at the same time. Uh, so they duck behind. They've just not, Now, they told him to stay on the beach and wait for them. They told him to stay close and not get in trouble. And as soon as he sees these villagers, he rushes out to help immediately. Does not wait for the pro stars. And he almost <laughs> gets eaten by a shark, which we can now also tell is a robot shark. Bo mm-hmm. grabs his bat, a gun thing that he has, throws it at the shark to distract it from Jamma. It does. MJ says, "Oh, maybe a little too good." And we fade to black for the uh, the big cliffhanger as they probably went to a commercial break. Yeah. They uh, they come back in uh, and we get the the pro stars are pulling the cords on their motorized slippers. So these things are act like a motor. You actually had to pull them to, to get them going, uh, so they could outrun the sharks. The octopus is grabbed. Grabs Jam and, and heads off. Uh, Wayne goes after them. Meanwhile, uh, Bo saves him from a shark attack again real quickly, this time by using the bat. Uh, but he shoots the plunger arrow that he had earlier with uh, the rope at it. And here's our second Bo knows of the day. <laughs> Bo knows fishing, and this one is hooked. Bo, that's not a hook. It's a plunger on the side of the robot shark
2: it's it's hooked in his eyes yeah. come on bo knows, mm-hmm. bo knows fishing he knows the lingo too
1: so so three things here so far like wayne like likes to refer to like being hungry or wanting something to eat a lot bo will do this bo knows thing all the time jordan wants to make basketball references all the time <laughs> and he's being chased by a robot shark and he goes the pick and roll always works in the nba and he 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 rolls out of the way. The shark crashes into this reef, and he's like, "And not bad in the undersea." It it falls and it breaks, and it and it falls all the way to the bottom. Uh, MJ turns around, see another shark right on him. He uses the inflatable basketballs which he got in episode one, fills it up, shoves this thing in the the robot shark can't pop a inflatable basketball <laughs> like it's the teeth broke off and everything. Yeah, uh, it's very. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> uh, as they then chase after Jam and the octopus, it grabs them all up by the tentacles. They press the turbo buttons now that are on their flippers, cause the octopus to spin around crazy. Eventually, letting them loose. Uh, but the uh, the little cove area, the the underwater uh, cave that they went into, a, a rock drops down in front of it, so they can't go in after them. And Bo realized that he broke part, like he tore off part of the, uh, part of the octopus and sees that it says made in Korea. And for some reason, they just now realize that this is a robot.
2: (laughs) They've been fighting robot sharks, Mm -hmm. but they hadn't put two and two together.
1: Exactly. And here we go. Third one of the day, Bo knows rotten fish. And this one smells like short John.
2: (laughs) Okay. So I would like to let your listeners know This cartoon is only 22 minutes long. Mm -hmm. It is the longest 22 minutes I have ever had the experience of sitting through. I I can't tell you enough about pro stars,
1: especially (laughs) believe me. I'm like, I'm wanting to like fast forward through my description of this episode, but something crazy continues to happen, such as now Wayne declares they need more special equipment to get in the cavern takes off his flipper to reveal. There's a phone in it.
2: Yep. Yep. old get smart style. But the flipper phone. Yeah. Uh,
1: He calls mom. Mom answers water and a fish pop out of the phone. A soaker. And Wayne is just like, hey, we need more stuff to save the day. Send it real quick. Like no please or thank yous. Nothing. You are forgetting
2: the the most important part. He's not having this phone conversation outside the water.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, (laughs) He's talking through his whole thing.
2: He pulled the phone out underwater to have this full-fledged conversation. And that's why the water goes through the phone with the fish, to let them know they're still underwater.
1: By the way, she's on the landline. He's on, like, a cell phone thing. So mom sends Denise on the way to go. Uh, She quickly lands with Pro Star 2, gives them new bags of equipment. She wants to stay and help. MJ says she will be more uh, help at HQ. She asks again. They confirm no and say bye-bye in unison. Um, uh, seems a little rude for someone who just brought you a bunch of like fresh equipment.
2: They're the pro stars, sir. You do what they yeah. tell you to do.
1: Well, no, actually they don't because she doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, starts flying away. Decides to take pictures of Short John on his yacht. He sees her, calls for Sparrow to use the anti spy gravity net. Just the net that he's going to shoot yep. up there.
2: <laughs> yep, I, I want to make yeah. sure you mentioned that it was the anti spy gravity net. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, Sparrow's wearing some kind of weird helmet with it. He shoots it, takes down Pro Star 2. Short John says he won't hurt her, and then he turns and whispers to Sparrow that he goes, I am such a liar. (laughs) It's like he just whispers these things all the time. Uh, Cut back to the Pro Stars. Wayne pulls out a hockey stick again, and the blade starts to spin around, and they use it to drill through this underwater mountain uh, Mm -hmm. to get into the underwater cavern. That happened. Uh, It almost blows him away, and and Bo kind of grabs him and holds him uh, there nicely. Uh, he's like, I got your back, man. And they go through. Now, Wayne and MJ get through real easy. Bo goes through and he's like, hey, I need some help because he was stuck.
2: Because he's all but in this cartoon,
1: long. his shoulders are through. Like, he's yeah. stuck at the waist. Like, his <laughs> shoulders are so gigantic in this cartoon. I, I don't understand at all, like, why, uh, like, how in the world, like, that didn't get stuck, but his waist did. It made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, Bo, like real life Bo Jackson was a big dude. It, he'd seem small compared to this version.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, uh, there, yeah. There's definitely an exaggeration, but I don't know if you saw <clears throat> Bo Jackson in his um Royals pants. They were always way too small. I don't think they had any pants that ever fit Bo Jackson the way pants should fit a human being.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I doubt that. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, while they're in there, they do see uh, they see they find Jamma and his family are inside this cavern. Uh, cut back to the yacht. Uh, Short John is interrogating Denise and she improvised by saying she's there to take pics uh, for him for personality magazine. And they're uh, wanting want him to be their cover pirate, yeah. which then Short John falls for this for a second and he tells Sparrow. Uh, he's like wow Sparrow he's the one who shot you down he turns to him and goes go punish yourself <laughs> which Sparrow's like yes sir and walks out and that's the last we see of him he's mm-hmm. gone
2: after that he's punishing himself
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how <laughs> or what he did but he does. Th- um, he
2: does you don't need to know
1: yeah Uh, short John goes off to change for his photo shoot Denise somehow finds a phone and she calls the pro stars to warn them to which MJ, MJ says she sounds very close how can you tell how close somebody is on that no uh short john he suddenly pops back in he interrupts the call we then realize that all three pro stars have phones they're all talking to her at the same time Mm -hmm. uh and i i'm just like where did they all get phones how how can water go through a phone how do you know how close somebody is with a phone uh all logic is gone at this point folks Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh they quickly look behind them the robot sharks are back and MJ says, it's game time. Uh, Wayne freaks out a bit, but quickly shoves the hockey stick into the shark mouth. MJ says he loves how Wayne is cool under fire. I, he, freaked, he screamed and then just shoved the hockey stick in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh. That's ice, another ice reference, that cool in fire.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bo and MJ, they swim back underwater to face the other sharks. MJ has a device with him suddenly. He doesn't have any pockets, people. I don't know where he's getting these things. Uh, <laughs> he's detected... Yeah, he's detected a slight voltage surge. Um, he reaches into a hole and pulls out an electric eel to short out one of the sharks. Now he says, "Uh, oh, here's a fine specimen of genus Eleus Ele- Ele- electricanus." That's not the genus of an electric eel. Uh, <laughs> electrophorus electricus uh, apparently is the which actually that sounds more like a Harry Potter thing. Um. But that's I looked up to find out if he was using a real term or not, and he was not.
2: They couldn't even look it up. But this is before Wikipedia, so they would someone would have had to do some a deep dive on that. And with oh yeah, budget, they never they, thought anybody a, was gonna break down this episode. It's not gonna
1: happen. There's no way some 46 year old dude is gonna break these things down <laughs> at some point in time. Uh in like the 2020s. This is never we can get away with this. Uh Bo then approaches the shark, which is the the down shark, and here we go again. Bono short circuits, but batting <laughs> practice is a lot more fun. Grabs a shark by the tail, swings it around, destroys the rest of the sharks. Uh, we cut back. Uh, now uh, they send Jamma and his family and everything back to the village so they can go stop Short John Sliver. So they've given him a name. He's Captain Short John Sliver.
2: Mm-hmm. Like and I don't know if John they
1: meant Silver. to say like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> if they meant to say John uh, Short John Silver, but they said Sliver. Mm-hmm. And somehow, Short John is still watching them via all these cameras. And he goes, I love that bad guy talk. Uh, He then commands from where he's at, he commands the octopus to go get them. And Wayne uh, refers to the octopus as Mr. Armed and Dangerous.
2: That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Uh, Then Wayne has a plan, which seems weird that they don't like. I don't think they let Wayne always have plans. And it seems like the plan is going to go bad. Like the pro stars go in, they use the, um, the retractable smoke stuff, uh, to make it so the, they can't be seen right away and they go in, but the octopus quickly grabs all of them or have they, Ooh! <laughs> because suddenly, uh, as short John is like, you know, he's excited. He's, you know, he's taking out the pro stars. They suddenly show up, uh, on his yacht and he's like, what, what's going on here? And they excuse that they used latex based reproductions of our physical features. And the bow chimes in with a.k.a. blow up pro stars.
2: (laughs) Yes. And then Wayne
1: says they fall for it every time.
2: And I'm going to say something about this that I was going to mention. So I don't know if they realized it, but their uniforms did not age well because now a P star is a porn star right <laughs> so the- oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> they have peace stars written all over their uniforms I'm like ooh, guys that's not that's not the same thing what you think it is <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's a little different now yeah but so uh, so as as we're watching i'm, I'm kind of getting jordan always likes to say something that's like really over the top and like um very technical sounding yep and then like Bo is just like whatever it's they're blow-up dolls of us, you know, latex-based reproductions of our physical features. So it's a blow-up doll, okay? And then Wayne uh, Wayne always just has, like, these last little quick little lines about stuff. Uh, Short John, he does try to escape, yelling, you turkeys will never catch me. Bo says no, but pro stars will. Mm. Uh, he picks him up. He tosses him to Gretzky, who tosses him to MJ, who then bounces up off like a trampoline thing and dunks Short John in a net. It says, two points, Pro Stars. Why is there a basketball hoop, a giant basketball hoop-looking thing on this uh, yacht? Uh, Short John, apparently, though, he still has remote control for the octopus. He sends it onto to the boat to attack the Pro Stars. It starts to even, like, tear the boat apart a bit. Um, Wayne starts speeding around on uh, the skates, the rollerblades that pop out. Gets the octopus all tangled up. Short John is trying to escape on a hoverboard. So, <laughs> again, has the plunger arrow. He shoots him with the plunge arrow. It hits him right on the butt. And short John says, what can I say? They got me in the end, which is probably the best line of the whole thing. <clears throat> we then cut to mom handling the auction for the treasure, and she's strong arming some guy into eventually paying <laughs> $4 million for this treasure. Jamma reveals they're going to call the, Pro, the school the Pro Stars Academy because uh, before it's game time, it's study time. And then we finally see as they fade out that they've repurposed the octopus, the robot octopus, into like a carnival ride of sorts for
2: for the children, for
1: all the kids. And that's how that episode ends. We do get some more uh, questions quickly at the end. They want to know if Bo paid, played Little League. He says, yes, I played Little League, Pony League, and I'm still playing today. And then somebody asks uh, who can do the more most push-ups. Bo says, yes, he can do them. Wayne sounds like he challenges them.
2: Yeah, I was waiting for the uh, push off right then and there.
1: Yeah, like uh, like you know, and then finally finished up with what uh, I'm saying, bow nose push ups, <laughs> and that is the end of our episode. Uh, by the way, it's Short John's revenge. Who is he getting revenge on? Like, I
2: was it, I was gonna ask because I didn't see the first episode. Was he in the first episode, and this is his revenge? No, in fact, he's he is, all he's done
1: in this case is steal a treasure from somebody. He wasn't trying to get revenge. He's just trying to make some money. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. And by the way, these are, I think like of the next few episodes, these are the most tame episode titles, uh, that they have in this show. <laughs> what? I don't know who came up with all these things with all these titles and, and stuff. I, I'll just give you i I'm going to give everyone a quick preview of next week is the per bots of Dr. Loeb. The perbots, the purbots of Doctor Loeb. Um, mm-hmm. There is a another episode later on uh, that we'll be discussing called "Gargantuous" and the Highway of Doom. That sounds
2: like an awesome name, though. I'm not gonna lie it, about that one. It that is,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. I don't, I don't understand what they, what they have going on here. But they got something going on. The Pro Stars, they save the day. They get the bad guy. They raise the money. Um, they've really done all that they had to here. Uh, so Harlan, I did mention uh, early on that I was going to have a couple questions for you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I want to start with, uh, and that is uh, what kind of a rating are you going to give this episode?
2: Oh man. Um, it's got to get two mechanical sharks out of 10,
1: two mechanical sharks out of 10. Yes. I am going to take that. I am going to, plug that into our, uh, our computer here. Uh, this is the genuine real electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system, uh, AKA greatness. Uh, this is a greatness <laughs> meter and I am going to put that in this episode gets a 5.447 on the greatness meter.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yesterday has got a nine something. So I, I I do not know really how this uh, whole system works, but we put in uh, everyone's ratings, and uh, and we see what what it spits out to us. So there you go. That's the overall based on greatness the,
2: of, the, of the episode.
1: Yeah, that's the greatness of the episode based on what you rate it, what I rate it, and uh, and where we end up at there.
2: Let me tell you All something right. about I'm gonna tell you something about this uh, ProStars thing. You know how it's bad. <laughs> You know why it's bad? Because the theme song stinks. Everyone knows a oh. classic, a good, a good cartoon in the eighties and nineties had a classic theme song. This theme song absolutely stinks. It,
1: it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> and I, we are. I'm going to be doing a bigger deep dive into that on a future episode. But I will say, I d- I don't understand like what they want. Like they tell you about what the three guys do. There's some. If you are watching, you can see a couple highlights, and it, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't say, "Hey, the Pro Stars are here to save the day" or anything. Does if the first you, episode it's...
2: even talk about how the team got together? Nope. No, just just these are the Pro Stars. Okay. They
1: drop you in the same exact way that this one started. They're in, <laughs> okay. they're in Mom's gym, and uh, you know, and they're and they're ready to go.
2: Yeah, this this was yeah. never meant for anything but a quick uh, rating mm-hmm. boost and possibly mm-hmm. sell some some merchandise or uh, toys. It didn't. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it, it didn't. I'm sure though. Like, I'm I'm sure somebody could probably get. Um,
2: Nobody wanted any P Star toys. <clears> yeah, but
1: <laughs> nowadays, I mean, people go nuts for a little nostalgic retro, and you get like you know Mattel to make some like really cool like uh, you know well, some the of the piece- cool.
2: The P Star toys that are made now aren't for kids. Just thought about
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. That could be very true. So, also now, who was your uh, MVP, your episode MVP?
2: Episode MVP. Bo knows MVP. I'm going to give it to Bo. Uh, he. He apparently had a baseball bat for everything that needed a baseball bat. He swung it as if the water gave him no resistance in, in the in, in the water because Bo is pretty strong. Um, he also saved uh, saved uh, Wayne because Wayne is too weak to use his own device. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, Bo knows MVPs. Yeah.
1: Also, you do bring up a um, a good another good thing that I want to mention is that uh, from what I see here all the way through the questions at the end, we have one, two, three, four, five bow nose on the list here. There are five different times he uses that. He only used it once in episode one, use it five times here. Uh, I am going to actually, I'm going to go out on, I'm going to go a little uh, wild with my MVP vote and uh, I'm going to give it to mom. Uh, She comes in at the end and uh, she it doesn't seem very hero-like the way she did, but she strong-armed some guy uh, into paying four million dollars uh, so they could help build that school for the children. And since you know the pro stars are all about helping kids, I think that she did the the most to help them there. Even though uh, by getting that, yeah. So. Even
2: though Jordan, Wayne, and Bo probably are richer than all of them combined at this time.
1: <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. They probably could have just bought it themselves. Mm-hmm. Nope she uh, she haggles some dude into beginning and basically makes him hand over well she she gets him to go up in small increments and then basically she's like how much do you have (laughs) and he whispers she goes all right sold for four million dollars
2: mom is uh, uh, a very good extorter
1: yeah (laughs) uh so folks tomorrow look out on twitter we will put that uh those two up for an official vote and see which one is the official episode mvp as we then will name the overall series mvp at the end of the uh at the end of the season. Now, Harlan, the last question I have for you in regards to pro stars, uh, at the end of episode one, one of the kids on there asks them, uh, who would you have as the fourth pro star? And so I will, uh, I will ask you the same exact thing. Different sport, or yeah, you can pick whoever you
2: want to be you the fourth pro the, the, star. The, the key to pro stars is that each person played their own sport. So if I'm gonna go with the fourth one, I'm going classic 1990s Andre Agassi. I'm going hair flowing, just just tennis. Andre Agassi is what I'm going with. Okay, did you watch the first episode? No. Okay, because that's
1: Wayne's choice. <laughs>
2: Andre Agassi
1: yeah. in the 90s. Mm. Wow. All right. So we're putting in for Andre Agassi. I'm going to stick with the Andres for my choice. Andre um, the Giant? Yeah. I'm going to go with Andre the <laughs> Giant. Uh, oh. Would have been a great uh, addition to this. All right. I'm putting put in here Andre the Giant. Uh, Pete Weber was my choice in episode one.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Who is who is the who was it? What did he say? I am
1: Pete Weber, the, the yeah, oh yeah. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: yeah, he's got he's huge, got that. I was a huge Pete Weber <sighs> fan growing up.
1: Oh yeah, he has that like rant where he's like, yes. you know, like you know who I am, <laughs> <Thank you>. Yeah. <laughs> so he he was my choice. Um uh, but we're gonna see at the end what kind of a lineup we got for the uh potential fourth <laughs> pro star. Ooh
2: yeah. If 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 it's if it's Nolan Ryan, then um, Robin Ventura can be nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, hey, look, uh, that was great, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Pro Stars, <laughs> uh, not what I remember it at all. No, 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 it's not. But the funny thing is, maybe it's exactly. I don't remember it at all. I just.
1: Yeah, I, you, uh, I am thoroughly confused that this was a thing at all.
2: If you would have ask me before I started rewatching this, hey, Harlan, do you remember the pro stars? I'd be like, yeah, I don't remember Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan. All right, Harlan, can you give me one episode? Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Don't even know what they yeah. did.
1: Har, uh, Harlan, do you think every episode will be like some kind of like sports related thing where they're saving the day? Or do you think they're gonna go and stop robot sharks? <laughs> oh, it's just a sports-related thing all the time. Yeah. No, 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 that's not what we're doing here, people. Yeah. Harlan, thank you for being on a very early episode of the show. I very much appreciate it. Uh why don't you tell people uh where they can find you? Uh and uh was it the Gimme the Loop podcast,
2: right? Yeah, you can find me on the Gimme the Loop podcast where we do uh we play Dungeons and Dragons and my first time playing it. Uh, occasionally you can catch me on Twitch pretty much every Thursday with the group on the Gimme the Luke Cast. We stream on Twitch. Um, we are we do we do something D and D related. Uh, it's been pretty cool been pretty fun sometimes we have guests where we talk to different guests uh sometimes we play a match or we we do DD related stuff so if that's your jam give us a uh a look up and on gmdl cast give me the loot
1: you gotta get you gotta talk to the guys in doing a pro stars based uh episode Mm,
2: mm. yeah Mm, no, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I might have until I saw this. Now I mean, <laughs> I probably shouldn't. You know that you say you shouldn't meet your heroes. You probably shouldn't rewatch your old cartoons.
1: Well, <laughs> see, or, or watch for the first time. In, in my case, uh, it's a, a mental block that I had with all of this. I mean, yeah, you really shouldn't meet your heroes if they made '90s cartoons. <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to. So, folks, we will be back again next week. We'll be covering a third episode and uh it, the the per bots of dr loeb uh with our friend dave champa from the airwolf years he'll be joining us uh so until then that was great wasn't it well how great was that hmm? hey big thank you to our guests this week please go ahead look into the show notes you'll find some links there for their twitter instagrams uh, emails you know wh- whatever's available We'll be there. Check them out. Check out the shows. Give them some ratings, reviews. It is the least we can do uh, for the generosity of taking the time to come on and watch Pro Stars with us. While you're at it, you can keep up with the show and, and us. We're also on Twitter. How great was that? Instagram at how great was that? Or if you have any notes on the show, maybe something we missed in our deep dive, feel free to email us. That was great, wasn't it? At gmail.com we can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, etc. Subscribe today so you don't miss a beat. Uh, come episode like ten or eleven or so, you—if you're not keeping up to speed with this—you'll be completely lost on ProStars. If you get a chance while you're there, also please drop a review at any of those outlets. Rate us wherever uh, else you can. Maybe like a Good Pods or Pod Chaser, etc. Spread the word around for this brand new show. It's a good time that we're having here, and we'd love to have more and more people listen. We are a proud member of the Podfix Network. Check out all that they have to offer by going to www.podfixnetwork.com. Follow them on Twitter at Podfix or on Instagram at official underscore podfix. Finally, our theme music is provided by the Dr. Dre of Kansas himself, Terry Vickroy. Check him out on his regular podcast, Run the Reel. So uh, until next week, folks, That was great, wasn't it?